This week on the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brownman. What to do about the NBA and NHL seasons. Do they play an abbreviated postseason? You know, how do they handle that? The league is temporarily cutting pay of league office employees by 25% beginning in April. Drew checks in with Rockies second baseman Ryan McMahon on how he and his teammates are handling the shutdown. Been hitting inside, fielding inside, so we're all trying to stay ready. I talked to a lot of the guys there. You know, they're doing what they can with what they've got. But, uh, you know, I think the goal is just kind of try to push through it. And the Broncos just gave $16 million to Melvin Gordon. For me, that was a lot of money to spend on a guy that, you know, has averaged four yards a carry in his career. This is the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brauman. Welcome, everybody, to podcast number 37, the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brauman. And I was thinking about this, Julie, ordinarily, We would have already boarded a flight from Phoenix and we would have been up and down to San Diego. That would have taken about 10 minutes. And we'd have, uh, not we, but the Rockies would have a workout tomorrow. And Thursday, the season would be starting. Instead, you and I are doing this from our respective homes as we know what's going on in the world, which has never happened before, at least in our lifetime. So it's uh, crazy times. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You're going to be surprised when I say this, but I'm a little lonely right now. I mean, I'm used to setting up and there's people here like you. And now it's just we're doing our social distancing. (laughs) Yeah, I I think we are really adhering to our social distancing because we're like 25 miles apart right now. But you know what? I I think uh, I think we're we are doing our part. Yeah, I mean, it's Gosh, from today, it was supposed to start on the 26th, Major League Baseball. It seems like a billion years ago that there was actually spring training. And remember when the Nolan deal was such a big deal, and that's all we were talking about? That that seems like that's so long ago, doesn't it? It's funny. You know, Julie, it's funny you mentioned that because Ryan McMahon's our special guest today. He'll be our uh, Ideal Home Loans uh, interview of the week. And one of the things you'll hear in the, in the McMahon uh, conversation is I remember spending some time visiting with him around a batting cage a month ago. And I go, doesn't that seem like a million years ago? And he said, it re- he goes, it's ridiculous. It's, it does. Um, it's just such a, you know, we come back just like everybody, whether you're involved in sports or, you know, for you, you spend a lot of your life with first responders up in Adams County. It, it is just uh, bizarre and the uncertainty I think of this whole situation is really leading to, well, I'll speak for myself, but uh, a lot of stress, man, a lot of stress. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an anxious time for everybody. And that's one of the most interesting things about this is it's everybody. You know, it's remember 9-11 was, I mean, it hit us all hard and it was heartbreaking and it definitely affected us. But there was always a sense that it was out over there. I mean, it hit our country, but this is different in that it it's hitting every single one of us. I mean, I'm sure you've been out and about like most of our listeners have when you get you got to get outside, right? And everybody, it strikes me everybody that I pass is having the same conversation in their head or the same conversation with a person that they're with. Um, and a lot of the things about the anxiety is that sometimes you just have to get away with it, you know, get away from it. So in this podcast we're going to obviously talk about talk about it and then we'll get away from it and you come back to it. I don't think you can totally get away from it, but you know what, Drew, I have found myself at night watching the dumbest things on Netflix, like the dumbest and I'm seeking the dumbest so that I can just completely get away from this. Yeah. I'm the same way. I know you and I were chatting earlier this afternoon and we're, we're in the midst of it and, you know, hopefully this period goes very quickly and we get to the other side and flatten the curve and get to the downside of it. All of those terms now that have become, you know, everyday terms in our lexicon. But um, I keep going back to if you, if you keep reading everything on the internet and watching, you know, the news programs, it's just going to be depressing because guess what? Tomorrow morning, I hate to say this, there's going to be, you know, thousands more cases and there's going to be more deaths and, and it's it's really unsettling until we get to the the other side of it. So you can't I, I think you can't let it consume you. You do have to 
find a departure. Hopefully this podcast, I know we're talking about it, will be a little bit of a departure uh, for people uh, just just to get away, um, get their minds off it, even if it's for a half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is. You know what I, one of, one of the things that is, is kind of cool to see out of this, I think is, is people knowing they have to connect with people. Also how communities are affect, are supporting their local businesses. I know that there's been a lot of people, I live down in the Golden Triangle area and there's a lot of, there's a few restaurants over here. And so, you know, getting out and, and trying to support those local businesses, even when like, you know, the takeout thing, I don't do a lot of takeout, but I'm trying to do a lot of takeout. Now, one of our sponsors, Boyer's Coffee, you have a chance to win Boyer's Coffee, by the way, if you're listening to this, we'll tell you about that a little bit later, but this is kind of cool. So they are still open, by the way. There's a lot of coffee places that um, it's just drive through, but Boyer's is open Monday through Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 3 o'clock weekdays, 8 a.m. to 4 o'clock on Saturday. So if you, you just want to get out of the house, you want to head up to Boyer's, definitely off of 73rd in Washington. And every Wednesday, they're giving free coffee through the end of the month of April to all critical business employees. And that's their, their way of saying thanks. I thought that was really cool that there are some people still having to go to work. And I don't know, it's just nice to see local businesses and local communities supporting each other. That's been yeah. heartwarming, I guess. Yeah, and no, no surprise from Boyer's because that's what they've always been about. But there's so many... Um, good neighbors in our community and, and throughout the country. I guarantee it. We we know that 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 are trying to take care of you know smaller businesses and and obviously the restaurant and uh, bar uh, places are establishments are really um, really hurting right now and they they work on slim margins anyhow. So you mm-hmm. you know you wonder how long they can go without you know closing up for good, that sort of thing. So it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a really, I don't know how to describe it. it. It's a potentially devastating time. I do know this much. We will recover. Oh yeah. We will, this too shall pass. We will get to the other side. We're in the worst of it. Um, but you know, down the road, we'll look back and you'll have lived through a major piece of 21st century history and uh, hopefully we also learn from it in terms, you know, medically um, as well going forward. Definitely. It's interesting now, you know, sports takes a little bit of a backseat, but it's kind of interesting now to, as you said, Major League Baseball was supposed to open up in a couple days. It will be interesting to, you know, the NBA was supposed to be going on. The NHL was supposed to be going on this season about what decisions get made there. I know Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, is incredibly innovative, incredibly creative. They're still mulling over every possibility, a lot of NBA players reaching out saying, you know, we want to play in whatever form that is. Something to watch, though. So the NBA players are going to be paid up until April 1st. Starting on April 15th, however, and the NBA has not really commented on this, uh, there is a they could exercise a clause in the CBA that allows the the league to take back 1% of each player's salary for each game missed in certain times such as war or such as pandemic. So it's just going to be because think about the losses that the NBA has taken. They paid their players. Some of the players that decided to take it in the NBA season, they paid their players 90% of their salary. If if you want to be paid over the entire year, you've been paid about 60%. It's going to be interesting to see because so far everybody's played nice because we're all in this together. But these leagues are losing money, you know, hand over foot right now. Or the handover fist. I can't decide. Um, that's a date we want to watch. Yeah. It, what'll be interesting is when we get to the other side of this, you know, which league is able to, you know, get back to playing uh, first. Not that, not that it should be about a race. It's, it's about being safe. We understand that. You have two leagues going on right now that, as you said, Julie, had really finished 90% of their season. And there was the run up to the postseason. You know, if it's another two months, three months, do they play an abbreviated postseason? Do they, you know, how do they handle that? And then you're almost getting close to when guys report for training camp again. So they're going to have a unique situation. In the case of Major League Baseball, naturally, they haven't started and they want to maximize revenue 
for their owners. And that means I would imagine they would play well into October, which is normally the postseason, and then the postseason goes into November. This is if they're fortunate enough to get on the field, and, and there probably would have to be some double headers. You have to have uh, compliance from the Players Association, which I think you would. Um, I think Major League, the owners would would also give and, and you know allow for a couple extra bodies that they would pay for um, on Major League rosters for a significant period of the season, if not the whole uh part of the season and they would try to get in as many games as they can as close to 162 as possible. It's still, we're still in the middle of it uh, really maybe toward the beginning of it, unfortunately in the battle with this virus. So it's too early. We get these questions all the time. You know, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? They don't know. I mean, if you went up to Adam Silver, you know, if you went up to Rob Manfred, uh, Gary Bettman, they, they don't know. They don't know because this is an international crisis. Well, I think that Drew, I think, I think they do know. I mean, if you think about it, if you really think about it and season, they have to have scenarios, Julie, but I don't think definitively they go, yeah, privately we're starting. But listen to this, listen to this. Okay. So we know in Colorado, I mean, these, the NHL NBA seasons are over what the, by the second week of April, think about, if not the first week, think about just in Colorado, the, the, what's going on. Um, that restaurants and bars can't open until April 30th. I mean, you're right. They can't say anything publicly. But these things are happening all over the country, right? It's not just Colorado. It's, it's, many, it's multiple states that, that have this. I, it's hard for me to, to think that they're going to get this started again. Because even if it's past April 30th, then everybody has to get back in shape, right? I mean, you can't just get everybody out there. So then all of a sudden you're in May and then you're, are you going to start the playoffs or, I mean, I think they're going to try and do everything they can to do something because, because of the revenue, a hundred percent because of the revenue, but it is hard to imagine that it's all going to be over. The There's no concerns about the virus on April 30th. No, that's too soon. That's what I, it's too soon. Yeah, it's too soon. It, it just, it, it, listen, I hope, I hope it's not, but it's certainly, Sitting here as we record in uh, what is it March twenty third today? It's or twenty fourth. It seems like uh, that would be too soon. If anybody can do it, gosh, I, I believe Adam Silver can do it. I mean, you're getting reports from the NHL from out of ESPN that reporting today that the league is temporarily cutting pay of league office employees by twenty five percent beginning in April. Um, they're trying to avoid layoffs, so you know this is the financial. Once a crisis has already started in the NHL, so I feel like Major League Baseball and the NFL—they're um, in a much better position, I think, than NBA and the NHL are right now. True. I, I also think one other note: I think for all three leagues, you know, if they can get back to playing, I would be shocked if it wasn't in front of empty arenas, empty stadiums initially. Yeah. Where, where the first phase is you get the games going and they're televised. And then as we get our arms around this virus even more, and then it becomes truly safe to have people gather again, then at some point you'll see fans. Now, it, it, is it possible? We don't know anything. Is it possible it doesn't happen this year? Sure. We got, do you have any good news? Do you have any good jokes? Anything? Sure. Uh, well, you know, you have a, you were telling me earlier, you have a story because, and, and I'll share you share my alcohol story, but you have a, um, a, a liquor store story. Is that right? Did you, did you get caught in a long line? Well, I was one of the dumb ones that, well, I don't know if it was dumb. Um, so I heard, so I live in Denver. So I had heard on Monday about that. It was going to at five o'clock that there was a shelter in place, which is in fact, correct. They were going to close liquor stores. Drew, you know this. I talk a lot, but I really don't drink that much. Like I'll have a glass of wine here and there. Suddenly, suddenly I had to get to the liquor store. And Drew, I've never seen anything like it. The lines inside weaving around, the lines outside weaving around. By the, by the end of my time getting, and there was only one person there because it happened so quickly. You know, the mayor announced it so quickly. There was one guy there trying to check everybody out. Um, by the time I got up to the line, I really had a full stuff bar. So when this is all over, we will have 
very entertaining time as we record this podcast. What's you, you should have done like I did. What? Because you know, you know, ninety percent of the time, I drink my um, Bud Light limes, right? <laughs> right. And you, there's probably a few still in your refrigerator. There are because I don't drink your beer. And I don't, I don't care about how much alcohol's in there. So I buy it at the grocery store. I don't have to wait online. Oh, because it's three point whatever. I think it's probably isn't it three two beer? Does that still exist? Three two beer? I don't care. I just like the taste of it. I like the taste of beer, and so I get it at the store. And uh, you know, I have my one or two bottles of. Uh, Bud Light Lime in an evening. I have bottles of wine already at home if I need that, and I'm good. So I didn't wait on any lines. You know, I think of beer and I think of baseball. Uh, When we come back from this break, we're going to hear from Ryan McMahon, who you had a chance to catch up with, as you called him. And we'll talk a little bit of baseball, a little bit about what he's doing these days. Absolutely. He's he's a good man, and uh, we'll talk uh, on the other side. I think he is in line for a real breakout. He was pretty good last year, but I think he's in line for... A real breakout. But uh, before we go to that, I'll tell you about Ideal Home Loans. And, you know, a, about a week ago, I think it was, interest rates, you know, plummeted down to about 3% or in that neighborhood for a 30-year fixed mortgage. And I, Ideal Home Loans has been cranking. I know they've gone up a little bit since then. You need to pay attention to this and give them a call at 303-867-7000. Now in these uncertain times, we're all trying to save you know, a buck here, a buck there. And they can certainly do that with a refinance. Um, or if you're one of those people that still, you know, is a position to go ahead and, and buy or purchase another home, they're the ones to go see if you have to consolidate debt. Again, we're talking about very difficult uh, times right now. Give them a call, 303-867-7000. They're experts at that. They listen and then they lend. And they are just outstanding at what they do. And they've got a uh, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They've been around since uh, 2001. It's Brent Ivinson's company. He's been uh, celebrated for uh, the work that he's done uh, with this mortgage company. So it's Ideal Home Loans. Again, the phone number 303-867-7000. 303-867-7000. I just did a loan with them uh, a few months ago. They are terrific. And they also, as Julie alluded to, bring us uh, each week our interview of the week. And this week it is Rocky second baseman, Ryan McMahon. Well, first of all, the uh, the natural question one asks everybody is, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, you know, holding in there, just doing the things that I can to, to stay ready and, uh, you know, try to not drive myself too crazy. You you stayed in Arizona, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I got a house out here. So, uh, you know, me and uh, me and the fiance are, are, are bunkered down out here in AZ right now. Yeah. I, you know, so many people want to, you know, know what, uh, you know, what people supposedly on the inside are hearing. And I tell them, I don't know if I'm on the inside, but you're not hearing anything because nobody knows. And I assume it's the same for you as a player, correct? Oh yeah. We know. I mean, everything that the the general public knows is, is exactly what we know too. It's such a day-to-day thing right now. They're, uh, you know, they're obviously trying to work through it and I'll be in the PA and, you know, obviously all 30 ball clubs. So, um, you know, they're, they're trying to get it done, but there's just so much unknown going, going forward. So they just got to kind of wait before they release all, all that information. Do you, you know, you're, you're a young guy. Do you, do you rely on your folks right now? I mean, to, because this is unprecedented for all of us. Uh, you know, it's, I don't care how old you are. Nobody's been through anything like this. I guess the only somewhat comparison you can make is when, when 9-11 occurred and there was uncertainty, you know, is it, when's the shoe going to drop again, that sort of thing. But but this is this is completely different. I mean, who are you relying on? Uh, honestly, I'm relying on my fiance a lot. She's kind of the one keeping me keeping me strong, telling me it's going to be all right. You know, we went and got a bunch of groceries, stuff like that, and we're bunkered down. She put me through her CrossFit workouts in the garage right now. So, uh, so yeah, I'm just kind of relying on her. We're just kind of we're staying here, man. We're trying to do the whole uh, social distancing thing so that you know, hopefully, hopefully none of our family members get affected or anybody's family members. I mean. You know, honestly, it's just we're trying to trying to help stop this as much as we can by doing our little part. Yeah. What What is the most frightening part for you? Um, honestly, man, I would be afraid if like I I took it to like one of my grandparents or something like that. Um, you know, my my yeah. grandparents, uh, I got two good two grandparents who are in great health, and I've got some other ones who've had you know some issues. So, you know, more just more just that's kind of my biggest fear of this whole thing. I think that's kind of why I'm just staying home and and staying out of uh, out of the public. 
Right. I know I've talked to a lot of people. It almost becomes psychosomatic where, you know, you feel like, shoot, I feel like I don't feel great. You know, <laughs> did, yeah. did you talk to anybody like that? Oh, yeah. My girlfriend had, uh, she had like the sniffles. It was like allergies, like noticeably allergies. She had no other symptoms, nothing else. Right. And she was, she was webbing and being everything she could about it. So, uh, yeah, that, I agree with that, man. I think that's happened to a lot of people. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it's uh, it is a bizarre thing, and hopefully, 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 we can get uh, in the near term to the other side of it and get people healthy, and uh, I guess flatten the curve is the uh, the term everybody uh, is yeah, using. Right. From a baseball standpoint, I know uh, when we were talking earlier, you're getting ready to go hit. Have you been able to uh, stay, you know, fairly sharp given the fact that uh, you know you're not on a field every day as you normally would be right now? Yeah, man. The only thing that's going to be tough again is getting back in cleats. It's it's hard to find like a field or or set up a field workout and stuff like that. So, I've been hitting inside, fielding inside. So, it's uh. But yeah, we're we're all trying to stay ready. I talked to a lot of the guys. They're you know they're doing what they can with what they've got. But uh, you know, I think the goal is just kind of kind of make do with what you got and uh, you know try to push through it. Is is there a point you're worried about? Well, I don't know if it'd be you, but you know maybe some of your you know, maybe teammates or people around baseball where they go, okay, you know what? I've been working out in a garage for five weeks. I still don't know anything. And I'm, and you almost back off a little bit and go, I'm just going to wait until somebody tells me we're going to, we're actually going again. And, and you, and you almost ratchet it down. Are you, are you worried about that at all? Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily worried about it. I'm sure there's guys who have done that and different things like that. I mean, you know, most guys know their body and know what they need to do to get ready for a season. And, you know, me personally, I, I'm trying to not let off the gas pedal, man. I'm trying to take advantage of these, these you know, extra couple of weeks or however long it's going to be and, you know, stay in good shape and stay ready to go as soon as baseball's ready. Yeah. How would you uh, – it seems like a long time ago I was standing against the uh, cage with you in in uh, Scottsdale, but – It feels, feels like you, forever, huh? I, I know. It's it's crazy. Um, it's, it's bizarre just being here right now at home because, you know, for all of us, you know, it'd, it'd be – on the cusp of leaving Arizona and starting the season, but um, crazy. Um, When you assess what, you know, the first half of spring training, uh, where are you and what did you like and, and uh, what did you feel? Honestly, man, I I was feeling really good. Um, You know, I, I feel like I was getting, getting pitches to hit and I wasn't missing them too much. So, you know, obviously it's spring training. They're working on things too. And, you, you know, it's a little bit less competitive, but, uh, you know, from my standpoint, from what I could focus on and, and what I could control, I, I like where I was at personally. And honestly, man, I like where a lot of the guys on our team were. I, I thought we were in a good spot and thought we were going to be clicking going into that last week. And, you know, but obviously what happens happens. It's happening to everybody. So it's, it's nothing we can control. But, uh, but yeah, I was liking where the team was at. Hopefully we can pick that back up as soon as we uh, get rolling again. Yeah. I mean, you're obviously a really talented young player and, and, put up some really, you know, most people would take 24 home runs playing the middle infield. Um, but I, I know you believe there's a lot more in there. And one of the things I noticed, and we chatted a little bit about it um, last month, is it seems like you are, you're shorter to, to the baseball this spring, something you're you're working on. You're not tipping the bat quite as much. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm getting in a better spot with a cleaner path to the ball. Um, you know, as far as body position and stuff goes, just some things, you know, talking with Mag, Sally, um, you know, some of the, some of my teammates too, is just, you know, something I used to do really well and just kind of got away from was blocking myself a little bit. And, you know, I think I have a decent idea of what that feels like and looks like now. So it's something I'll, you know, it's probably something honestly I'll be working on my whole career. Guys, guys kind of all have that thing, you know, that one thing you always got to go back to and, you know, just leaving leaving space for a clean path will probably always be mine. Yeah, is it is it for you where where you do block off the uh, the front hip a little bit when you cross over past uh, even, if you will? Yeah, well, you know, I've, I'm always a guy who's going to be a little bit more closed than most people. Um, that's just kind of the way that my body works. But it's it's kind of where my hands are at in relation to to my body and and how closed I am. So that's that's kind of just how it works for me. Yeah, you had to like the results though so far, huh? Yeah, definitely, definitely was lightning the results so far. Do you do you put numbers up? I mean, in your mind, obviously, the season at some point will get going, and and you know, if it were 162 games, did you privately, you know, write down or or maybe just inside your head somewhere, say, hey, I want to, 
you know, I want to hit 30 homers. I want to drive in X number. I want to have an OPS of what, I mean, do you do that sort of thing? Or you just say, Hey, I want to have, you know, good at bats, you know, night in and night out, that sort of thing. Uh, well, so I don't necessarily write down a specific number. Um, obviously, you know, there's, there's numbers in the game that are very attractive to, to players and, you know, numbers that, you know, if you get to, you're probably really helping the team out, but um, I don't specifically write them down. I do try to just focus more on the bats. It is hard to not, you know, look at stuff like that. Um, but, you know, my goal at the end of the day is go up there and have as many good at-bats as I possibly can. And, you know, hopefully the numbers will be there at the end of the day and hopefully I help the team win. Did you take it as motivation, the fact that, you know, so many quote-unquote prognosticators don't have the Rockies doing very well in the competitive uh, NL West because of last year? And yet, by and large, this is the – same team that uh, you know nearly won the division two years ago and was in the postseason uh, the two previous seasons. So um, you know how how has that played out with you individually and also collectively inside the room? Yeah, you know honestly, I think inside the room, I think it's a little bit of a challenge to younger guys. You know, um, the front office and and the rest of our teammates are kind of expecting uh, some performances from us young guys. You know, Kyle Freeman and I expect to have a bounce back here. Um, you know, I expect to, to be better than I was last year. And I expect, you know, a group of us younger guys to really help out, you know, that that strong veteran core that we have with Nolan, you know, Murphy, Chuck, Story, um, you know, and obviously we've got Marquez, John Gray, you know, those those are they're gonna be really good players. So, you know, I think it's kind of kind of a little bit of a test and kind of a challenge for us younger guys to step up and be what this team needs to to get back to that playoff form. Yeah, it seems like you have added motivation. There's nothing wrong with uh, with that, is there? No, never, right? Never. Yeah, good deal. Hey, uh, real quick, what are uh, what are some of your teammates doing? Anybody doing anything crazy to keep their sanity? Well, Donald's shooting hoops in my backyard right now. I've got a pool hoop, and he's uh, he's out there with his shirt off. His uh, his motto to this all is, if you can't tone it, tan it. So uh, he's back there shooting some hoops, getting some sun rays, and I'll probably join him soon. We, we went hit together today, so... Uh, you know, we're we're trying to we're trying to do the social distancing stuff as much as we can, but you know, every now and then you gotta hang out with your boys. Yeah, absolutely. Are most guys still down in the desert? Um, they were. I know there was a good bit of us here. Um, you know, most most of what I've heard is people have headed back home just because with the with the field closing they, they felt like they could get in uh the same work that uh back home as they would out here with uh without the complex. Right. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Well, Ryan Mack, I appreciate it. Hang in there and um, stay well. And I hope uh, I speak for a lot of people. I hope I'm seeing you real soon and, and we can uh, talk about baseball games and wins and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly, man. I just want to get back to the field, but stay safe till then, all right? Yeah, you as well. Take care of yourself. All right. Take care. Like, you know, it'd be on the cusp of leaving Arizona and starting the season, but um, yeah. crazy. Um, when you assess what you know, the first half of spring training, uh, where are you and what did you like and, and uh, what did you feel? Honestly, man, I, I was feeling really good. Um, you know, I, I feel like I was getting getting pitches to hit and I wasn't missing them too much. So, you know, obviously it's spring training. They're working on things too. And, you, you know, it's a little bit less competitive. But, uh, you know, from my standpoint, from what I could focus on and, and what I could control, I, I like where I was at personally. And, Honestly, man, I like where a lot of the guys on our team were. I, I thought we were in a good spot and thought we were going to be clicking going into that last week. And, you know, but obviously what happens happens. It's happening to everybody. So it's, it's nothing we can control. But, uh, but yeah, I was liking where the team was at. Hopefully we can pick that back up as soon as we, uh, get rolling again. Yeah. I mean, you're obviously a really talented young player and, and put up some really, you know, most people would take 24 home runs playing the middle infield. Um, uh, but I, I know you believe there's a lot more in there. And one of the things I noticed, and we chatted a little bit about it um, last month, is it seems like you are you're shorter to the, to the baseball this spring. Something you're you're working on. You're not tipping the bat quite as much. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm getting my in a better spot with a cleaner path to the ball. Um, you know, as far as body position and stuff goes, just some things. You know, talking with Mag, Sally. Um, you know, some of the, some of my teammates too. It was just you know something I used to do really well and just kind of got away from was blocking myself a little bit and you know I think I have a decent idea of what that feels like and looks like now so it's something I'll you know it's probably something honestly I'll be working on my whole career guys guys kind of all have that thing you know that one thing you always got to go back to and 
you know, just leaving leaving space for a clean path will probably always be mine. Yeah, is it is it for you where you, where you do block off the uh, the front hip a little bit when you cross over past uh, even, if you will? Yeah, well, you know, I've, I'm always a guy who's going to be a little bit more closed than most people. Um, that's just kind of the way that my body works, but it's it's kind of where my hands are at in relation to to my body and and how closed I am. So that's that's kind of just how it works for me. Yeah, you had to like the results though so far, huh? Yeah, definitely, definitely was liking the results so far. Do you do you put numbers up? I mean, in your obviously the season at some point will get going, and and you know if it were 162 games, did you privately you know write down or or maybe just inside your head somewhere say, hey, I want to you know I want to hit 30 homers, I want to drive in X number, I want to have an OPS of what? I mean, do you do that sort of thing, or you just say, hey, I want to have you know, good at bats, you know, night in and night out, that sort of thing? Uh, well, so I don't necessarily write down a specific number. Um, obviously, you know, there's there's numbers in the game that are very attractive to, to players and, you know, numbers that you know if you get to, you're probably really helping the team out. But um, I don't specifically write them down. I do try to just focus more on the bats. It is hard to not, you know, look at stuff like that. Um, but, you know, my goal at the end of the day is go up there and have as many good at bats as I possibly can and, you know, hopefully the numbers will be there at the end of the day, and hopefully I help the team win. Did you take it as motivation, the fact that, you know, so many quote-unquote prognosticators don't have the Rockies doing very well in the competitive uh, NL West because of last year, and yet, by and large, this is the same team that, uh, you know, nearly won the division two years ago and was in the postseason uh, the two previous seasons. So, um, you know, how, how has that played out with you individually and also collectively inside the room? Yeah, you know, honestly, I think inside the room, I think it's a little bit of a challenge to the younger guys, you know. Um, they're, the front office and, and the rest of our teammates are kind of expecting uh, some performances from us young guys. You know, Kyle Free and I expect to have a bounce back here. Um, you know, I expect to, to be better than I was last year. And I expect, you know, a group of us younger guys to really help out, you know, that that strong veteran core that we have with Nolan, you know, Murphy, Chuck, Story, um, you know, and obviously we've got Marquez, John Gray, you know, those those are they're gonna be really good players. So, you know, I think it's kind of kind of a little bit of a test and kind of a challenge to us younger guys to step up and be what this team needs to to get back to that playoff form. Yeah, it seems like you have added motivation. There's nothing wrong with uh with that, is there? No, never, right? Never. Yeah, good deal. Hey, uh, real quick, what are uh, what are some of your teammates doing? Anybody doing anything crazy to keep their sanity? Well, Donald's shooting hoops in my backyard right now. I've got a pool hoop, and he's uh, he's out there with his shirt off. His uh, his motto to this all is, if you can't tone it, tan it. So uh, he's back there shooting some hoops, getting some sun rays, and I'll probably join him soon. We we went hit together today, so uh, you know we're we're trying to we're trying to do the social distancing stuff as much as we can. But you know, every now and then you got to hang out with your boys. Absolutely. Are most guys still down in the desert? Um, they were. I know there was a good bit of us here. Um, you know, most most of what I've heard is people have headed back home just because with the with the field closing, they they felt like they could get in uh, the same work that uh, back home as they would out here with uh, without the complex. Right. Good deal. So, good deal. Yeah. Well, Ryan Mac, I appreciate it. Hang in there and. Um, Stay well, and I hope uh, I speak for a lot of people. I hope I'm seeing you real soon, and, and we can uh, talk about baseball games and wins and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly, man. I just want to get back to the field, but stay safe till then, all right? Yeah, you as well. Take care of yourself. All right. Take care. Right. See you. That was Ryan McMahon, once again brought to you by Ideal Home Loans, who always brings us our interview of the week. So Ryan McMahon, Drew, had the unenviable task of replacing DJ LeMahieu, who went on to have this right fantastic year with the New York Yankees, which Rockies fans always remind us of. But DJ, very, very, very popular player here in Denver. Even though he was a quiet guy, still very popular. Can Ryan McMahon, is it too much to ask him to fill part of his shoes? Or how much of his shoes can he fill of DJ LeMahieu? And you know him on a personal level as well. Tell us a little bit more about Ryan, because we you know, DJ was pretty quiet. You didn't hear a lot about him. Yeah. Well, let me start real quick with DJ. And that's a really good question, Julie. Um, DJ, for everybody, even the, even people who didn't know, um, he was going to be an all-time Rocky. And for me, he's one of my all-time favorites because he's a great guy. He is quiet, but he had a, a quiet, 
toughness to him that was universally respected in the clubhouse. It was respected um, on the other side of the diamond by the opponent. Um, I, I, I love the guy. Um, his, his, his wife, Jordan, is, is a piece of work. She's a sweetheart. And I always, you know, kid DJ that Jordan does the talking for both of them. But yeah, I, I was really thrilled for DJ last year. He had a, an MVP caliber season over in, in the American League with the Yankees. Now, having said that, Ryan McMahon, you know, similar in stature, Julie, think about it. Both are like 6'4", right? 6'3", 6'4". Ryan McMahon has a chance to be a tremendous player. Last year, he hit 24 home runs. Athletically, he is, you know, every bit as good an athlete as DJ is. It's kind of interesting. They're, They're similar. Neither one of them, like, run especially well, but they they're really good with the glove. They can throw from many different angles. Both were originally left side infielders, McMahon, more of a third baseman. You know, DJ was a shortstop at LSU. So there's similarities there. One area where Ryan has DJ, even though DJ had a career high 26 home runs last year, he took advantage of that short porch and right uh, at Yankee stadium. But DJ hit 24 last year. Julie, I'm telling you, he's going to be a 30-plus home run guy, in my opinion, most every year. And that is, you know, that is getting into rare territory as a second baseman. And he also has the ability, naturally, to play third. You know, Nolan's over there, obviously, right now, and hopefully is for the long term. (laughs) Um, He can play first. So there's a lot of versatility he brings. We talked uh, to him, and you heard him discussing how he's shortening his swing because I think plus fastballs beat him a little too frequently last year. But he's a young hitter, and I think he's going to make an adjustment. He literally, and I'm not just this isn't this isn't purple sunglasses talking. He has a chance to be a star level player. He really does. What's he like on a personal level? I love him. He's he's he's. He's got a uh, confidence to him and a, and a little bit of a swagger to him. He can be he can be funny. He's he's more outgoing than than DJ is, and um, you know his teammates like him. And I think as a guy becomes an everyday player, and and then establishes them, themselves as an everyday player, it allows their personality more to come out because you know in any sport. The rookie, the young player, you know, to be to be seen, not heard typically. Right. But you see he has a personality and and it's it's definitely uh, it's emerged in in, in the clubhouse and uh, he's fun. And I think players, excuse me, I think fans will see more of that uh, in the coming days. So I'm going to take you back to your last statement about you said he has a chance to be. A superstar, a chance. I said a star level player. Okay, star level player. So let me give me some odds on that. Give me some what you know, like where's your where's your faith in that? Is it like hundred percent he's gonna be that guy or I would put it this way, if I if I were betting, I'd bet on him being a, a and when I say a star level player, I separate star level from, you know, superstar. Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, they're superstars, right? They are among the the top 10 or 15 players in the game. Obviously, in the case of Nolan, Trevor, and Trout, they're among the top, you know, half dozen players in the game, six or eight. So give me somebody you would equate a star player to. Um, I would say that next tier of, you know, a, a guy that's that falls between, you know, 20 and 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 60. And you say, well, 60. Well, that makes you star. Well, think about it. There's 30 major league teams. So if you're the the second best player on on your team, right? And you that means you're somewhere between 30 and 60. And I think I think he can be one of the you know 60 best players in baseball. I I I'd never thought about that before. I just because you you kind of pressed me on it, but I do. Because I think he can be a plus defender. I think he will be a plus defender. I think he's close to that already. And a guy that's gonna hit you know, in the 270s or so and, and hit 30-plus homers. When? I, 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 hey, listen, depending on the length of this season, I mean, if, if, the, if a full season is played, you could see it this year. Well, that would, be, that would be exciting. Right. I mean, he had 24 home runs last year, and now you're saying, okay, 
So you improved by six home runs and you you've learned a lot from playing every day for the first time and you improve your batting average and your on base percentage. And so that's not a huge leap. It's not like you're saying, yeah, I think this guy who hit seven home runs last year is going to be a 30 plus home run guy. He's, he's not that far away right now. So you mentioned if you're a betting person before we go to break, I do want to mention to you, I just saw this. Um, I, there's no sports to bet on now. Did you know that Bovada, which is a gambling online gambling website, uh, you can, you can now bet on the weather. That's kind of how hardcore or how hard up we are for betting. Apparently, you can't you can't do it in Denver, but you can bet on the uh, highs and lows, like in Chicago. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna involve myself and bet. I was just gonna every day bet it's gonna be sunny in Denver, and and you're gonna win more often than you lose. I know. I can't do that. You can't do that. But I I'm not that bored yet, where I need to bet on the weather in New York. Are you? I'm I'm looking for all sources of income, so I may I may have to delve into that further. It's Bovada.com. Are they a new sponsor, by the way? Bovada, no, but if they want to be, call us. What's your phone number? Yeah, they got it. One of our sponsors that we love, obviously, is Boyer's Coffee. We told you a little bit about this at the start of the podcast, but really supporting local business right now is really important, and they want to support people that are out and still working out there right now. Every Wednesday, starting on Wednesday the 25th and running through the month of April, Boyer's is offering a free cup of coffee to all critical business employees, just their way of saying thanks to the folks that are keeping our community going. You can stop by Boyer's Coffee is open. The actual cafe is open, unlike a lot of other coffee places who are just open for drive through They're off of 73rd and Washington. It's a great little place to, if you need to get work done or you just need a break, need to get out of the house, Monday through Saturday, there's modified hours, 6.30 a.m. to 3 o'clock on weekdays, 8 a.m. to 4 o'clock on Saturdays. If you don't want to get out of the house, you just want to shop for Boyer's Coffee, which is Fabulous coffee online. You can just go to boyers.com or you can go to your local grocery store and you can find um, drip coffee and also in Keurig in your local grocery store. So want to shout out to Boyers for just being one of those stand-up companies right now, local business right now, supporting their community. That's who they've always been. So that's uh, not a surprise at all. So go out and, uh, and support Boyers uh, also. The Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brownman is sponsored in part by Boyer's Coffee. Drew and Julie are giving you the chance to win $50 in Boyer's Coffee. And you can enter right now. First, go to the DrewGoodmanPodcast.com. Click on Contact. Fill out the details. And tell us, what's your favorite sports movie to watch while you're sheltering in place? And boom, you're entered to win $50 in Boyer's Coffee. Good luck and thanks from the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brownman and Boyer's Coffee. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. Julie, a couple other uh, notes before we uh, check on out of here. Uh, this is not a surprise. The The Olympics have been postponed uh, to 2021. First of all, I want to ask you, um, are you are you an Olympic uh, person there there's you know we all love sports right we wouldn't be listening to this podcast would be doing this podcast if we didn't love sports but i know there's there seems to be a wide range of of views on the olympic games where where are you with the summer games oh i really love track and field um that's one of the yeah i'm a i'm an olympic person but not i've i have and i like the swimming um I don't go crazy, crazy. Like I don't watch, you know, um, all of it, but I, I definitely, I think I'm an Olympic person. I don't know if you're going to ask me if I'm a summer person or a winter person, I, I guess I'd be summer, but I'll watch the winter too. And I'm not going to lie when, when the Americans do well is when I watch, if there's a, if there's something going on, like a ski race and there's no Americans, I'm going to watch it. Are you like that? Um, I love ski racing. Yes, it makes it easier to gravitate toward an event if you know we all become nationalistic and and you know and, right, and which is the great part about it. Pump USA and that's you know it's it's fun. Um, but uh, overall, I am a huge Olympic fan, and especially the Summer Olympics because there's so many compelling events. Uh, I love track and field, as you said. I, I mean, we love swimming. You know, our family was really looking forward to, you know, watching the Olympics um, this summer. You know, beach volleyball, which I used to do. Um, maybe the greatest gig I've ever had. Because you watched 
people playing with next to nothing on? No, that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it was the fact that there was only two athletes competing against two athletes. So the homework was, you know, limited in terms of, uh, you know, because you, you weren't having to have to do a roster full of people. No, it was, it was pretty good gig. You were on beaches all over the place. And uh, yeah, pretty ladies in, in bikinis has never <laughs> dissuaded me. Marlo still does it for the on altitude. He uh, did a lot of the volleyball. And Chris Marlo, yeah. Well, Chris was a, yeah. an Olympic volleyball player. Yes, he was, and also an actor. He also did a cameo on Love Boat. I don't know if you ever saw that. I didn't see that particular one. I'll have, we'll have to ask Chris about that. Um, but no, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big Olympic fan, and it's it's disappointing naturally, but it. It, it's the right thing to do. Not so much that you go, well, it wasn't until the third week of July. Yes, but a lot of these athletes, I'm sure most of these athletes worldwide, their training regiments have been interrupted by the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. And so then the lead up to the Olympics, even if things were okay to gather that many people in late July, which is you don't know right now. Um, it, it just it wouldn't be it wouldn't be fair, and I think this gives everybody after what will be an hellacious year globally, it gives everybody something to look forward to in 2021 in Tokyo, and um, uh, so I think it was the right decision to make. And think about the anxiety. We've heard a lot of the USA athletes come out um, talking about that anxiety that now they could just take a breath and focus on being healthy and taking all the precautions that a normal American has to do now. I, I don't think that was, that was a smart move. And I'm glad that they made that move, you know, very quickly. They said they were going to decide in four weeks. And the next day they came out and they decided that, Hey, before we go a little bit of Bronco news, I know uh, people have been talking about this, but I'll give you my take on this with, I think the, the most Bronco news has been with Melvin Gordon, the signing of Melvin Gordon. I think it was a good signing. Um, People talking about, well, should Philip Lindsay be upset about that? Hey, if I'm Philip Lindsay, I am upset about that, actually. I mean, Philip Lindsay has only done everything he's been asked and more. But what I love about Philip Lindsay is he's he's played his whole life with a chip on his shoulder. He's just going to put that chip on his other shoulder. And he's probably going to have an even better season next year. What were your thoughts on that? I agree with half of what you said, Julie. I, I think you encapsulated what it will mean for Philip Lindsay perfectly. He, his whole life, and, and you know how I feel about, I'll take 25 chip on the shoulder guys over 25 pretty guys every day of the week. Philip Lindsay embodies chip on the shoulder, underdog. I'm going to kick your ass. I'll find a way. This is further fuel for him. He's going to deal with it throughout his career. He'll be outstanding next year. The part I disagree with you on is that I would not spend, not my money, but I wouldn't spend $8 million, you know, a $16 million deal, uh, eight a year for, or however it breaks down, for Melvin Gordon. Running backs, running backs come out of nowhere, typically, like a Philip Lindsay to be very productive. Why would you spend your money where you already have a pretty productive back and not try to grab a guy late in the draft this year or perhaps um, lightning strikes twice and you can find a free agent back? It is an instinctive position. We have seen, again, so many productive running backs in a league that really doesn't feature them anymore um, come out of, quote-unquote, virtually um, nowhere. And that's why teams are very reticent to spend first-round gold on a running back. And I'm not saying that paying Melvin Gordon $8 million a year was first-round um, gold, but for me, that was a lot of money to spend on a guy that, you know, has averaged four yards of carry in his career, um, and, you know, which is, which is a lot less than Phillip Lindsay. I think Phillip's around 4.6 or 4.7. So I, 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 didn't, I didn't get that signing. Well, do you like Melvin Gordon better than Royce Freeman? That's how I that's how I boiled it down. Is that I think Royce Freeman? Well, I, what I would I get it, and what I would have brought back, and I know Royce Freeman has been a little bit of a disappointment, but you, you bring back uh, you, you bring back Freeman. You also go ahead and um, and try to find another running back or two either later in the draft or 
in in a street college free agent. I, I, I guess I like I think what instantly he can add. I think he's going to add instantly. Um, whereas Royce Freeman, I just I don't think he's been a little injury prone and maybe he's been has been a little bit of a disappointment. But we both agree on Philip Lindsay that I mean, it's just apropos, right, that this happens and undrafted free agents and plays his contract and Julie, he doesn't need a lot of motivation. You know that. He doesn't need any motivation. This, again, will add fuel. He'll it, be, be terrific. It's a short window. We all know that for running backs. The only running back last year that you could say really carried his team was Derrick Henry. Everybody else, when you think of, think of like Ezekiel Elliott's tremendous back, maybe the best back in football along with Saquon Barkley. Barkley – he didn't get anything done last year after his ankle injury. His old line's terrible in New York. The Giants are an awful team. I, I hate saying that because I'm a Giants fan. The Cowboys didn't go to the postseason with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you, you think of some of the top flight running backs, they weren't even in the postseason other than Derrick Henry. Well, hopefully we'll have an NFL to talk about, right? I'm sure we'll have an NFL to talk about, but hopefully we'll have it sooner rather than later. So there is podcast number 37. Uh, Julie, I was going to say very quickly, you know, the NFL, this has kind of fallen in their laps because of, you know, the horrible thing we're all going through is that even though it's not an event, their their free agency moves and Tom Brady going to Tampa and all those things, they're the only thing to talk about in the world of sports, at least in our country right now. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's interesting and sometimes it's like, meh, you know, with everything else going on um, and you hear kind of these exorbitant salaries, you kind of go, OK, let's uh, let's put in perspective. But yes, you're right. All right. So podcast 37 is in the books, a different kind of podcast, but um, only 25 miles away. Drew, I, I kind of miss you in my palatial studio. Yeah, I miss you, too. Stay safe. Now, listen. Um, People can reach out to uh, write us at the Drew Goodman Podcast.com. And if, if you have any suggestions on people you want to hear from or on some topics that we can delve into in this um, you know, very interesting time, please go ahead and, and do that. We always welcome uh, your guys' feedback. Julie, Julie, stay safe. Everybody out there, stay safe, stay well. Uh, listen to uh, the guidelines, and we'll get through this. See you next week. Thank you.